0: Coming up on the WAC podcast, we had a couple of football games for the ages, a game winner with no time on the clock even. We're going to talk with Stephen F. Austin head coach Colby Carthel to see what he thought about those games. And as his team gets ready to face Tarleton in another one versus two potential matchup here, we also are just a few days away from WAC basketball media days. Can you believe it? A lot of schools are already doing their Midnight Madness, things like that. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball. And then we have volleyball. One team is still unbeaten in the WAC. And also men's soccer. We have another team that's kind of risen to the top. And women's soccer, we're less than a month away from the WAC tournament. That's all ahead on the WAC Podcast.
1: Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by hercules tires and now here are your hosts eric danner and kendra sheehan
2: whoa what a week in whack football it was we should just start there and we got to start with this crazy game stephen f austin abilene christian my goodness time no time left on the clock what it what what's gonna happen SFA, yeah, this is my play-by-play <laughs> of what happened. No time on the clock, fourth quarter. It's over.
0: It's over. It's
2: done. 38-38. But what? Overtime. The Lumberjacks have the opportunity.
0: Do due to Do two. Do two. I mean, to, the Wildcats almost won it, right? It, I mean, if they make the field goal. Yes,
2: right. True. So, Wildcats have an opportunity for a field goal. What do they do? They do not make the field goal. So, then what happens?
0: Xavier Gibson.
2: Xavier Gibson runs it. 51 yards back
0: so he does the old auburn play the auburn play coach carthel mentions this in our next segment if you remember the alabama auburn game from i mean five six years as ago. as a
2: sister who went to auburn oh this gosh. game is just a staple in the sheehan household <laughs>
0: <laughs> so returns so they and this was the first time i remember someone doing this and winning a game put somebody under the goalpost if the, if the kick is missed and then returns it. And the idea is, especially there, you put Xavier Gibson back there. One of the best return people in the country. Right. And the people who are blocking on the field goal unit are not the same guys that would be necessarily covering a punt or a kick. So it's not the strong, you know, necessarily the tacklers, more the blockers.
2: Right, right.
0: So the thinking is, hey, you, you could run it back 100 yards because... You know, not not everybody's gonna be able to uh tackle Xavier Gibson that's on the kick protect unit.
2: That's true. And so it, and it
0: almost worked out, but there was a, a uh penalty called and uh or actually I don't know if there was
2: it was uh it was a fifteen yard personal foul okay, gotcha. for the, the horse collar yes, tackle. Yes, okay. So they get a one untimed down and right, what so did they do? No,
0: no time on the clock. Fifty one yards.
2: Fifty one yards after ACU just misses a fifty-four yard yes. attempt chris campos comes in there he's the nacogdoches native he literally drills it right through and then he just throws his arms up and he's like yeah i did that and they so won he
0: gets ticket <laughs> uh, smarter special teams player of the week he gets whacked up play i mean and we love
2: our kickers here you know we saw on um what was it uh monday night football yes they they interviewed the kicker for uh great story yeah well i was saying i'm I'm like this is the week that you know the post-game interview on on national television where they'd pull so
0: so i'm trying to think who played on monday night football Oh, it was the chiefs and the raiders
2: okay it wasn't monday night football maybe (laughs) it was sunday night football sunday
0: night football was the
2: i want to say was the vikings
0: oh well i mean if you're talking nfl kickers yeah the super bowl champion los angeles rams matt Gay.
2: Former whack kicker.
0: Former Utah Valley soccer player. Yes. Never was an actual kicker in the whack.
2: Okay, you're right, you're right, right. But we did go over to this Utah, story.
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, with the whole I point mean, that's of that's a better this story thing,
0: than, hey, they interviewed the kicker. I know. I really
2: need a little more information. I had it all. I, you know, but uh, whatever. Um, it was a big week for kickers to get attention. I don't know. You know what? Huge. Throw away the whole podcast. I'm walking out. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: Um, speaking of the podcast here, it's our first time in our Arlington studio. Yeah. We've been in Arlington the last few weeks in the lobby
2: Yes, of
0: the uh, WAC office, and this is our first time in the actual new studio. We cannot see it here, as we mentioned last week, but n- not far from jury world. And actually, right after this podcast is over, you're heading over to Globe Life Field. I am one of the Texas Rangers.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna uh, you know, we're doing a little fun things to do in Arlington. So I was at Six Flags on Monday. I'm gonna get a few shots of the field, see what it's like, you know, as as someone who hasn't been to Texas really ever, this is uh this is very exciting. We can't wait to share all the fun things that we're doing with you guys.
0: And we had a chance to see American Airlines Arena. Oh yeah. The women's final four will be held this year.
2: That's right. So the
0: Colorado Avalanche versus the Texas hockey team.
2: The Texas Hockeyers. The <laughs> hockey goer team.
0: <laughs> the, the Dallas Stars. But uh, yeah, no, there's so much to do here. It is somewhat overwhelming. It is. I say, as a person who's lived in Colorado and in, uh, in Denver for for a long time.
2: Oh, well, you don't have a lot of friends here. <laughs> I mean,
0: you're my friend. I would That's say.
2: right. We are friends. Uh, and we did and, go to the game.
0: And I do have my... Sh- soon-to-be-betrothed Wendy with me. That's right. So, and uh, we're talking about doing state fair.
2: Yeah, that's right? true. That's so true. We got that, a lot a on the deal. docket.
0: That's a, and the Cotton Bowl, I did not realize what a big deal that is. Yes. And you look, and so Texas, Oklahoma, they're both about three hours apart from Dallas. And they play at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas every year. Not at AT&T Stadium. Cotton Bowl built in 1930, I believe, so an older stadium that I don't think has anybody playing there right now as a, as their home field. Yeah. Fantastic atmosphere. Historic, historic,
2: historic rivalry.
0: We digress. Though. We
2: digress. We are back <laughs> so to, we're whack. back to
0: whack football. Stephen F. Austin, 41 38 over Abilene Christian, the lumberjacks now on top of the WAC a standings. So that put them in the driver's seat with that big win over Abilene. They a big win earlier this year over Alcorn State. Now they have another big game coming up against Tarleton. The Texans also, so if you're watching WAC football Saturday night, it was fantastic because you had both these games going on simultaneously at certain points. And Tarleton defeats Southern Utah. The Thunderbirds are are sneaky good this year. Oh yeah. We talked a little bit about that, but they uh they did not have uh They were not able to come back. Donovan Banks' his interception in the fourth quarter for a touchdown, the play of the game, but it also wound up being a a two point finish there.
2: Yeah, and Patrick Jones was the one who had that game sealing interception about twenty one seconds left on the clock, which allowed the Texans to cling to that two point lead. And something that you know head coach Todd Witten had talked about at media day was you know when they're good they're good, but then they have these. They sometimes they can't either finish the game or they just have these ugly losses where it's like they don't play any anywhere near what they're capable of and so I think getting you know if I were Todd Witten which I'm not but I'd imagine that getting this one done and closing this out and of course you know Southern Utah who who is is really truly a threat in this league but uh, to be able to get that done um, at Southern Utah is huge.
0: So that is a big matchup, Tarleton playing Stephen F. Austin. That'll be at 6 o'clock Central Time, and that is in Nacogdoches this week. Abilene Christian gets to host Southern Utah. So that is also a good matchup. That's a 325 start Central Time in Abilene. We have Utah Tech traveling to Northern Iowa this week, Northern Iowa. Of course, the uh, famous football alumni from Northern Iowa won, won Kurt Warner oh of yeah. course yeah did you see that movie by the way that uh kurt warner movie from about a year and a half ago i'm trying to think of the name of it
2: um something
0: like unbelievable or or it was basically his life story no good movie i would recommend <laughs> it
2: you know now Not I'm just, the
0: unnamed title
2: i'm just yeah okay just google <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: google kurt warner movie
2: I bet, you know, I'm just getting called out on this podcast for all sorts of movies that I haven't seen, but you know what I have seen? What have you seen? I've seen Hoop Dreams.
0: That is a good one.
2: And I've seen Hoosiers. Hoosiers. We're talking basketball here.
0: Football. I I see we're making a transition here.
2: Oh, I'm making it for us.
0: (laughs) Whack Basketball Media Days next week. Literally. You're going to be co-hosting.
2: Man, we got a lot of. Mike
0: O'Donnell on Tuesday, Men's Basketball. You get to prep to get through 13 head coaches and players from all 13 schools, plus commissioner Brian Thornton. And then uh, do you get a, you know, vacation the rest of the week? No, no. No. Then you come back on Wednesday, 13 coaches and players again on women's basketball media day. So,
2: and do do I get a breakout? Oh, Thursday you can relax. Uh, No, because UTA is having midnight madness and we're going to be there.
0: I mean, and And then, then
2: Friday. Maybe I'll get to sleep in till six a.m. <laughs> As usually per this schedule, they have us on here at the WAC. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm up at 3 a.m. and 3 a.m. every day. I get in the office. I'm going. I don't leave till six <laughs> three,
0: 3 a.m. Hawaiian time.
2: Yeah. So that's about seven a.m. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh and then the following week after that we have our first championship of the year.
2: And then that's that's cross-country. That's in Nacogdoches. That's where I will be as well. Yeah.
0: So you're kind of the... I'm going. You're you're the everything of the whack right now. You're kind of the person. I mean... You're the it person of the WAC. If you're there, it's a big deal. It's
2: uh, Yeah. You know what? That's exciting. <laughs> Teams, I'm not saying you have to roll out the red I, carpet. I'm, also, I'm not- also not saying, just for every Waller our Nacogdoches listeners, that I will be spending my 27th birthday... Wow. With you all there. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if head coach Colby Carthol wants to have the jet fly me in or something, you know, whatever, whatever they got. If the football team wants to sing me happy birthday. Well, maybe they can rent one maybe. for the weekend. It's 27.
0: And they'll be I'm playing uh, Utah Tech that week. And you're also going to be so you're going to be at both cross country and football. Yep. Uh back to basketball though, back away from Kendra's birthday. Yeah. So Kelly Burke will be joining you for WAC Women's Basketball Media Day Wednesday. Uh so on Monday, we will have our preseason polls out, which is exciting and preseason players of the year, those kind of things. So we will be knee deep into basketball and just kind of glancing at things. I mean, 13 teams this year. Everybody uh gets to go to uh WAC Vegas right except for one I think yeah it's 12, 12, teams. 12 teams so only one team don't want to be that one team and uh both utah tech tarleton now eligible for WAC vegas so That's right that changes things a little bit there but uh new teams you know uta uh their women's team went to the ncaa tournament last year of course stephen f austin won on the women's side last year and gave who did they play in the first round they gave them a heck of a run though it was like north carolina Yes. It was a top team. UNC. Engine, and I think they were up like in the third quarter. And then. Yes. Uh, men's wise, we're going to have a totally new New Mexico state team.
2: Oh my goodness. New yeah. coach,
0: New players, but a lot of uh, excitement in Las Cruces again this year. And of course, there's always a lot of excitement in Phoenix for the Grand Canyon, both men's and women's basketball teams
2: certainly should be a pretty exciting couple of days getting a chance to uh to speak with them or it will both days will be streamed on espn plus so you can follow along the, the day gets started bright and early at 9 a.m and and we go uh we literally do go straight so i better eat a big breakfast till 2 20 or uh
0: no there is a break
2: there is a break yeah. when 11. Um, i didn't
0: put the break on oh story. an hour
2: i yeah. see okay just kidding i will be okay can you get an hour
0: and a <laughs> half on well and That's also uh, a little buffer time, if you will, if you go a little long. Gotcha. Don't plan on a long.
2: (laughs) I'll bring one of my uh, pre-made lunches. That would
0: be a fantastic idea. You know. So we have basketball starting up next week in terms of our media days. But volleyball, we're now well into the season. UTRGV knocking off New Mexico State on Monday night. The Vaqueros on an all-time win streak as they are on top of the WAC standings.
2: And, you know, weren't they projected to finish seventh? or? I believe
0: that's true, yeah. And they they did not, as I recall last year, they did not have a fantastic season. But uh, Todd Lowry, one of the better coaches around, he's won national championships at the D3 level. He's won WAC championships in the past, and he has the Vaqueros now 6-0. and Stephen F. Austin also, they've won four in a row. They were 5-1. and one. They had a couple of big victories this past week. Utah Valley, two-time defending WAC tournament champions, can't forget about them. They are now three and one. UTA was on a hot streak, and then they uh, they wound up losing two matches this past weekend to uh, CBU and GCU. And I mean, it's, it's that that's going to be a lot of fun down in Edinburgh in the middle of November. Women's soccer. We got women's soccer coming up shortly here in November. So right after cross-country, we could jump into women's soccer. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Utah Tech, the number one team in the conference after six games, 5-0-1. They are 9-2-1 and on the year, and they had one of the whack-top plays this week.
2: They did have one of the whack-top plays when they knocked off what I believe then was New Mexico State, who was in first, first place, place. Uh, like 40-yard um, one of those goals that's from far out and then the keepers a little bit out. So it goes overhead. I had PTSD watching said shot as, uh, you know, back Overcoat in my season. high school days yeah. and the Illinois state championship senior year, the championship decided by a goal that is kicked from about 40 yards out. I believe it hits off this person's this. Yeah. shoes. Her, her shin, sorry, hit off her shin, launches forward. I'm at the top of the box because the play is already out there. I'm sprinting back. I can get, can't get can get back fast enough. Boom, ball overhead, 1 0, only goal of the game. What, we lose the state championship.
0: What, what point of the game was that?
2: <laughs> uh, this was in the first half. Right. So we had plenty of time. Well, we can, could not uh, I'm here convert. To tell you, I know. Was, it's not your fault. I know. But you know what? You tell that to my high school teammates, okay? <laughs> it's
0: not your fault. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's not you gotta say it, it's not it's your, not my fault it's not your fault yeah that's right there's okay. plenty of other opportunities
2: let's look in the, i'm gonna have to go to the mirror later and go it's not <laughs> your fault
0: but <laughs> <Well>, utah tech <laughs> 40 it, it was an incredible goal and it, it was. was it was off a uh uh not a set piece what it's a uh what is it when they place the ball it wasn't
2: it, yeah that's a set piece like set set piece. piece. yeah like a free kick
0: that's a free kick. That's, yeah. a, that's the term I was like,
2: which is also a set piece.
0: Okay, so it it reminded me of uh, Ted Lasso.
2: Oh my goodness, when, <laughs> uh,
0: Jamie Tart when he takes the foul, and then they're like, "What's he doing? We're going to run the grilled cheese sandwich." Yes, the play was. They're like, "Nope, he's going to score from here." I'm I'm editing out some words that they used. <laughs> And then, and then he was able to kick it. Yeah. You know, about the same distance.
2: This see, we can have this conversation because I've seen Ted Lasso.
0: It's so refreshing,
2: ah, so nice.
0: <laughs> so New Mexico State now in second place in the WAC, but we we kind of mentioned this last week. New Mexico State has already played eight WAC matches, whereas some some other teams like Grand Canyon they've only played five. Yeah, uh, UTRGV has played six. So right now, it's it's really hard to compare apples and oranges. But we do know that Utah Tech has played six matches and they have not lost a uh, WAC competition just yet.
2: Yeah, that's that's a pretty exciting statistic for them, regardless of, you know, where their second half of the season is at least puts them in uh, pretty good, pretty good standings for the uh, the WAC tournament, which will be here before you guys before, a month away.
0: In men's soccer, we, we've kind of talked a little bit about how we're waiting for somebody to kind of step up and grab the uh, brass ring. Itself. yes. And it seems that Air Force has been that team to kind of step up and do that. They have now won five matches in a row. They are now 4-0 in the WAC. And they defeated Utah Valley, uh, courtesy a hat trick from one Thaddeus Doing.
2: Thaddeus Doing, if you had watched our WAC Men's Soccer Championship last year, Thaddeus Doing was a huge part of that before Air Force was knocked out, I believe, in the semifinals Um, he actually was injured for part of that game they didn't know if he was going to come back and play but he did Um, so he either way he's been a big factor for that team but yeah if you look at just the standings I mean it's 4-0 in the next next you know closest now granted there are some teams that have only played two matches in whack play but you have you know Houston Christian with one you know the next closest is one win
0: (laughs) so a little little background on Thaddeus doing so when you're when you're doing the analyst work for the men's soccer team that yes. you get to do this year his brother austin doing great player at air force one of our top players in the conference a couple of years ago and i did a story a learn compete inspire story on austin and he was playing with two cousins so they had three cousins all on that were all starters for air force team that won the WAC championship um, and they all grew up together so you had austin doing you had uh loudon I'm trying to remember the kid's name. His dad had been a quarterback at Air Force. Uh, Thaddeus doing his dad was a wrestler at Air Force. And all three of the cousins, so their their moms were all sisters. Um, and th- so their dad was also an Air Force Academy grad. Oh. So, and he was a gymnast. So they had three generations, all three of them. Their, their dads were Air Force Academy grads who had been, uh, did athletics there. And then, of course, these three are now, we're now playing soccer. And now Thaddeus, as good as uh, the the two cousins, or the other cousins and his brother at this point. And, uh, soccer know, family. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Austin, I, I know he wanted to become a pilot. And I, when I interviewed him, he said, I said, well, what kind of plane do you want to fly? And he said, something fast and pointy.
2: Fast and pointy. I don't we all want to... <laughs> Fly a jet. That's fun. <laughs> well, you don't want to do a lot of things. <laughs>
0: oh, let's get bacon. Maybe. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that does it for this segment. When we come back, we're going to talk with Colby Carthel, always entertaining the head coach at Stephen F. Austin. You're listening to the Mac podcast.
1: Hercules tires is the official tire of the Western athletic conference. And for more than 65 years, has been providing tires with unbeatable quality and an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast.
0: Eric Danner, Ken Sheehan, now joined by Colby Carthel, the head coach at Stephen F. Austin coach. Uh... First off, let's let's get to uh, last week. We we want to talk about what you have coming up, but such a great game last week uh, against Abilene Christian and you guys have had uh several very, very uh, interesting finishes in the in the past few weeks, but tell me uh has your team come down from that that high of the 51-yard field goal with no time left and everybody celebrating? Have you had time to kind of put that behind you and focus on uh this week or are you still kind of riding that high
3: no i think we've we've pretty well put that one behind us uh you know everybody gets enjoyed at different lengths the uh head coach gets to enjoy it about as long as it takes to get out there and shake the other guy's hand and then you're worried about other things and post game meal and and uh what's going to say the team but i think the team enjoyed it that night and our, our fans and students it was a uh really uh uh fantastic football game between two really good football teams and well-coached teams and uh you know could have gone either way and ended up going our way and and, uh we enjoyed it but now we've got bigger bigger fish to fry this week uh with a, a true conference game and you know playoffs on the line and everything else
2: that game winner doesn't happen unless Nacogdoche's native, Chris Campos, doesn't drill that 51-yard field goal. And, of course, Xavier Gibson running it 50 54 yards, 51-yard return in order to set that up. What can you say about that final play that allowed this team to, to come out with such a huge win? Well,
3: I'm just glad we finally got to use it. I've been coaching 23 years and been practicing that, Auburn returned a long, long time. Uh, we practice it once a week, and and I think our kids look at us like we're idiots uh, on on never getting to use it. But we finally had the opportunity there, long field goal within the game, and so uh, we we sent him out there and and ran it almost, you know, really almost to perfection. Uh, uh, he would have scored a touchdown on the return, but uh, got got horse collared down by a great play. I don't fault the uh, the kid from Abilene. He did what he had to do. Got the guy on the ground. And, uh, you know, therefore, we had to go out there and make a 51-yarder, which isn't a given. And uh, I think if he hadn't made that horse collar tackle, it was a given that Xavier was going to score. So, uh, But anyway, it's fun to see old Chris Campos go out there and just hammer that thing right down the middle, that, you know, that combination, our field goal unit there, uh, Chase Reese to Max Quick, Chris Campos, those guys have worked together for three years now. And that's the exact same kick that we – we missed at the Battle of Piney Woods last year. And so uh, I promise you that exact kick within four or five inches has been kicked two or 300 times in the last year uh, here on this, on this field. So it was, uh, it was nothing new for those guys to go out there and just knock it home.
0: Well, coach, one of the things I was disappointed uh, in the, after the game, I guess, was you didn't repeat uh, what you did a few years ago when you beat Abilene and uh, take the shirt off. (laughs) You well, kept the shirt you're... on. Is that is that uh, scouting? Is that you know? Yeah, have it... you figured that out from the last time? Or are you just keeping the shirt on full time now?
3: No. If you, if you look in the rule book, I think it's by law twenty 14 three fourteen. You're only allowed to take your shirt off against the same team once. So uh, you know, had that been a different opponent, maybe we'd have maybe we'd have swung our shirts a little bit. But uh, can't do it against the same team twice. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Well, building off
3: of. Yeah, we have had some barn burners with with Abilene. You know, in 19, we went to double overtime. 20, we went to overtime. Last year was a really good game. Then this one, uh, it ended the way it did. So, uh, as I told all those coaches afterwards, you know, great game. And and, uh, November 19th is going to be something out there in Abilene. I can promise you that.
2: Yeah, see, that's where I thought you were going with this. I thought you were going to say that you can only, the rule is that you can only take off your shirt against <laughs> the opponent one time during the season. So you were waiting until the conference matchup. So Ooh, this one was, you yeah, know, that's, that's just the, old. yeah. If,
3: if we have another ending like that, you're going to have to bring the AED <laughs> get out there and, and revive me. I don't know if my heart can take it again.
0: Well, well Coach, uh, two great uh, games of the past few here tarleton coming up here's a team um I, I think everybody knew when when they joined the WAC that it wouldn't take them long to kind of get to the point where they're going to be very competitive and it, and it certainly appears they've gotten to that point Uh what, what do you see from the texans this year that uh, might be different from when you're looking at tape from last year
3: well i think you're just seeing a, a total commitment to football starting to pay off for them you know they've really uh from the top down that university, uh, made a big push to be successful in, in football. They've invested, you know, built a new stadium. They've, they've put $8 million in their, uh, uh, locker room and offices and, and field house. They've, they've taken the track out of the stadium, uh, and, and invested in their staff and, in scholarships and fully funded, uh, their program. And so, you do that, you know, you're going to start seeing uptick in in uh, in the product on the field, and you, you're obviously seeing that now uh, with with the Texans four and one. You know, Todd Whitton's proven time and time again there at, at Stephenville that he can win uh, at Tarleton. This is his third third stint there. He's an old lumberjack at heart. I know it pains him going against us because uh, he 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 bleeds purple. Uh, I know there's still a little bit of lumberjack purple blood in there, but it's probably all Texan now. But uh, old, old lumberjack himself, but he does a great job. His staff got a lot of respect for those guys. No, I've known several of them for a long time, and and uh, they're great recruiters. They've got really good uh, personnel. Uh, you see the talent continuing to improve, and and the it's just a byproduct of of all that that I just talked about. Seeing a really good really good team out there that's uh, uh, making a name for themselves at the FCS level.
2: Looking back after the one point loss in the battle of the Piney Woods, you had kind of mentioned that you're really proud of your team and where you guys were going. Then you go to Abilene Christian and you get this win. It seems like your team is kind of learning how to close those games. How would you evaluate the way that your offense is coming along? And do you feel like you're starting to get into a groove as we get deeper into whack play?
3: Yeah, I think you're seeing us, you know, play a little bit le- uh, better, and and that's the main thing. Even even the gut punch that, that the Battle of the Piney Woods was, uh, you know, I saw our team, we were a lot better that night than we were the week before, you know, winning 98 to nothing. And so uh, we've just got to continue to improve, and, and that's what great teams do. And, and uh, you know, we got our doors blown off there early in the year, and then we lost some close ones. Now we win some close ones. Now hopefully we, you know, can start, you know, winning – uh, at a, at a higher clip. And, and, uh, that's, that's, you know, just kind of the maturation of a, of a football team. Every team is different. You know, everybody had, you know, picked us as a, uh, national title contender, this, that, and the other, we lost so much off of last year's team, you know, through the off season and especially defensively, uh, we've had to retool that side of the ball. And so, uh, you know, people have kind of had to tap their brakes on their expectations, but, uh, everything's still in front of us. And, and if we keep improving, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for this team, but that's our challenge as coaches is to hold these guys to a high standard and each and every day get better at practice and meetings and and hopefully uh, Saturday, you know, start stacking some wins on top of each other Saturday after Saturday uh, and, and have something to play for there in mid-November.
0: Well, Coach, Carl, Carl, the first rankings uh, came out for the ASUN WAC, and you guys are on top of those standings, and – You've played such a tough schedule uh, for the most part this season. You you went to Louisiana Tech. You had that opening game against Jacksonville State. But people kind of forget about that Alcorn State game, how important that might have been in the overall scheme of things. Uh, When you look back at at some of those games, I I know it's it's the middle of the season, so you don't have a lot of time to put on the rearview mirror. But uh, that Alcorn State game, when we're at the end of the season, that might be uh, one of your key victories.
3: Yeah, it, it was a big one and we were down 14 at halftime. So, uh, that, that, there was a, there's a lot of celebrating in that locker room. Cause that was a great, uh, team win for us to, to, to come back and battle back. There was a, you know, four and a half hour rain delay out there. And, and I don't even know what town we were at out in Mississippi, never been there and, and really don't care to go back. Uh, particularly, that was a tough place to play, man. Those guys getting after us, but we have had a really tough, uh, you know, we knew we had a tough schedule. We've, we're three and three right now. And and our three losses are to the three FBS teams we played. I mean, three times we teed it up with, with opponents that had 85 scholarships and we've got 63 and those guys are supposed to beat you. And they did beat us. And that's, you know, credit to those teams and and their staffs for getting it done. Uh, I was disappointed in the way we played in some of those and and felt like we could have competed a little better. Uh, But, but, you know, those losses don't hurt you, you know, as you see with the, the power rankings that have come out. And so if we just, you know, win the games we're supposed to win, take care of business, week in week out, we control our own destiny and uh, you know, can, can still accomplish, you know, and mark off, check off some big time goals that we had at the start of the season in terms of, you know, white championship and playoffs and, and then, you know, take it one game at a time from there, but got to get past the Tarleton Texans first. And that's a very tall task.
2: In talking with Trey self previously, and I believe I mentioned this to you before, but about how he felt like this, this team got, I guess, wrapped up in, in the headlines and the hype of this team before the season. And then you guys go out and it doesn't start the way that you necessarily expect now coming out with these A Sun WAC power rankings. Once again, you guys are at the top. You're a team that is going to be on everybody's radar. If they, you obviously weren't already. How is this team better prepared, I guess, to handle and block out the noise? Has that been something that's been discussed in the locker room recently?
3: Well, I think uh, we've been embarrassed enough this year, you know, with some of these losses we took and, and, uh, the, that we we're our worst critic, I guess you could say, we know we're not, we're not there yet. We're a long ways from being a finished product and, and, uh, you know, part of the overhype, uh, during the preseason everything that's probably my fault as head coach and you know you lose you know seven fbs nfl level players caliber players on defense and we we had to turn around i had to hire eight coaches uh the staff completely turned over defensively and lost a couple on offense and you know that much change i was you know you know like kevin bacon and animal house you know all's fine nothing to see here we're great you know this is going to be wonderful and and uh it, it wasn't, you know, I mean, there, there was a lot of change and, and each team's got a different personality and, and, uh, it took us a while and a different identity it took us a while to find ours and, and really to, to get the buy-in in the, in the locker room and the meetings and into what we're doing, because there was so many moving parts and so much change. And so I think, you know, we got, we got punched in the gut there a time or two coming out the gate. And, and I think that was good for us and that, you know, I know that's sad to say people don't like losing, but. Uh, as long as you went, as long as you learn from your losses and you come back stronger, you get up off the mat and you don't just get up off the mat, but you come up swinging, uh, you know, good things are going to happen for you. And, and so I think we're in a good spot, but, but our players are, they've been humbled enough this fall. They know they better have their jaw set Saturday or they'll get embarrassed right here at home, uh, by the Tarleton Texans. I'll have to explain to Kendra after the show who
0: Kevin Bacon is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> or Animal House. You seen Animal House? No. No. Okay. We go through this every week, Coach. Uh the, the, it the needs movies... to be cultured. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, <laughs> gotta bring her along a little bit. So so to build on what we did last week, we talked uh football movies. What's the best
3: football movie of all time? The best football movie of all time. Wow. You know, I I don't know that I've gotta to... I, I, I mean, really it's like easy. Rudy you know rudy's great rudy's yeah great friday night lights I, I I played or excuse me i coached with with gary gaines friday night lights so that, there we go you know, i tell everybody coach, i coach for up. billy bob wow, wow. and uh, uh rest his soul he just passed away here about a month ago oh, great man right i and, did not know uh, sure that did. yep wow. so, uh, anyway there's some good ones out there i love the program you know it's kind of a goofy cheesy movie that came out when i was in high school man i wore number 99 and i thought i was Latimer. you know i didn't do steroids but you know place at the table you know i mean it just there's some good ones uh best of times you know old robin williams oh, and wow. Kurt russell classic so yeah. uh, those, those are pretty good he had some good moves i've tried to get our receivers to to use but hadn't yet but anyway there's some good ones out there
0: all right hey coach we want to thank you for taking some time out good luck this week and good luck the rest of the season thank you all axum all right that is colby carthell head coach from Stephen F. Austin, and thank you for listening to the WAC Podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com.